good day, everyone, and welcome to the ProAssurance conference call to discuss the acquisition of Eastern Insurance Holdings. Today's call is being recorded. At this time, I am pleased to turn the conference over to Mr. Frank O'Neill. Please go ahead, sir. Thank you, Jennifer. Good morning, everyone. Thanks for being part of our call today. We're excited to discuss our announcement of an important strategic transaction that will bring Eastern Insurance Holdings into ProAssurance. We issued a news release Tuesday, September 24th, reporting this transaction. That release and our SEC filings provide you with important detailed disclosures and information regarding forward-looking statements. Obviously, this is a proposed transaction. We are discussing events that by their very nature are uh, going to occur in the future. Due to the nature of this call, we expect to discuss projections, estimates, and expectations. Thus, we explicitly identify those elements of this call as forward-looking statements subject to various risks which could cause our actual results to differ materially from current projections or expectations. Please see our news release issued this morning, our second quarter report on Form 10-Q for a discussion of these risk factors, especially those related to the transaction that's the subject of this call. We will not undertake and we expressly disclaim any obligation to update or alter forward-looking statements, whether as a result of new information or future events, unless required by law or regulation. The content of this call is accurate only on Tuesday, September 24, 2013, the date of first broadcast. If you happen to be reading a transcript of this call, please know we did not authorize it, nor have we reviewed it for accuracy. Thus, it may contain factual or transcription errors that could materially alter the intent or meaning of our statements. One point of order before we get into the call itself, we do not have any practical way to provide you with a reconciliation of non-GAAP numbers to their GAAP counterparts, so I'm going to have to enforce a prohibition against discussing any non-GAAP numbers. On the call today is our Chairman and CEO, Stan Stars, our Chief Financial Officer, Ned Rand, and our Chief Underwriting Officer and Actuary, Howard Friedman, who joins us by phone, as does, as does Mike Bogusky, the President and Chief Executive Officer of Eastern Insurance Holdings. Stan, will you start us off, please? Thanks, Frank, and thanks to everyone for joining us this morning. We are indeed excited about this morning's announcement for a number of reasons. Eastern will play a vital role in helping us build the platform which will serve the needs of policyholders and shareholders as health care evolves in the years and decades ahead. Workers' comp is a major area of expense and concern in health care. Adding the capability to provide that coverage to our policyholders and introduce our liability products to Eastern's policyholders will help us grow our business and deepen the relationships we nurture with our customers. Eastern operates in their niche much the way we operate in the MPL space. They are careful underwriters who know their markets and their target policyholders. Not only do they know where and what to write, they have demonstrated the discipline required to price that business to ensure they meet the long-term insurance promises they make to policyholders. Like ProAssurance, Eastern has been very focused on financial stability. Growing book value per share has been a priority for them. And all of this has benefited those they insure and those who have invested alongside a very talented management team. That formula will sound very familiar to ProAssurance shareholders. We are delighted that senior management that has overseen the success will remain in place and will ensure that Eastern continues to deliver the superior service and innovative solutions that have marked their successful operations since their founding 
1997. This will replicate proven model we have used as PICA and Medmark have come into the organization. Both of those companies have benefited from the greater financial strength for assurance and have been able to leverage that to grow in their respective markets. And we believe the same advantages will come to Eastern under our umbrella. And as I said, we will benefit from the natural growth in new premium, the fresh ideas of an expert management team, and the new services we can offer our insureds. Conceptually and operationally, this is an ideal transaction for ProAssurance, and I am confident Mike Bogusky, the President of Eastern, feels the same way. Mike? Stan, I couldn't agree more. Since the inception of Eastern Alliance Insurance Group in 1997, we have demonstrated that our unique and disciplined workers' compensation business model can produce results that are superior to the industry over the various insurance and economic cycles. We believe that becoming a part of the pro-assurance organization provides us with numerous strategic advantages, including additional financial strength, product and geographic diversification, and importantly, the delivery of expanded products and services to the healthcare market segment, which is a core area of focus and competency for both organizations. We believe that this is the key that unlocks a great future for Eastern and ProAssurance, while at the same time delivering great value for shareholders. One other important point is the belief that we have in ProAssurance as the best partner for us going forward. We believe that the company cultures are a great fit. Also, as Stan mentioned, we as a management group have all agreed to become part of the ProAssurance team and retain our positions at Eastern. ProAssurance understands the leadership position we have crafted in the industry, and we believe strongly that we will create additional value for ProAssurance shareholders in the future. I can say today that we have, as a management group, pledged to use a portion of the proceeds from our trans transaction-related stock gains to buy approximately $400,000 of ProAssurance stock. We feel that strongly about the future of the combined organization. Stan? Thanks, Mike. Look forward to having you and your team become a vital part of ProAssurance. Next, I'll ask Ned to fill us in now on why this makes sense financially for ProAssurance. Ned? Thanks, Stan. As we reported in our news release, this will be an all-cash transaction valuing Eastern at $24.50 per share with a total deal value of approximately $205 million. That is approximately 1.38 times stated book value, which we think represents a solid value for Eastern shareholders and an equally good value for ProAssurance, which is acquiring a strong, profitable, A-rated company and equally solid management that shares our vision of long-term profitability and value creation. Eastern's equity value is approximately $140 million, and the transaction will utilize about $65 million of our excess capital. We do not believe the transaction should have any effect on our ratings. We expect to close the transaction by January 1, 2014. The transaction is subject to regulatory approval in Pennsylvania, the Cayman Islands, and is subject to the vote of Eastern shareholders. We will also need to clear customary Hart-Scott-Rodino requirements. We believe the transaction will be modestly accretive to both book value per share next year and EPS next year after giving effect to transaction-related costs, likely increasing both in the low to mid-single digits. Since Eastern will continue operating as a wholly owned subsidiary in a line of business in which we do not operate, 
there will not be significant operational savings, although we estimate we will be able to eliminate about a million dollars in public company expenses. There are no financing contingencies in the transaction, and we have the ability to fund it from existing capital. Like ProAssurance, Eastern has a conservative investment portfolio with approximately 76% of its $257 million portfolio held in fixed income or cash and cash equivalents. Frank? Thanks, Ned. Howard, you've been actively involved in our extensive due diligence. Will you comment on the operations and reserves at Eastern? Sure, Frank. <clears throat> We've had some level of dialogue with Eastern management since July of 2012 and have been performing active, in-depth due diligence since late spring of this year when the transaction discussions became more substantive. Needless to say, a great deal of that due diligence has been around reserves, something that is always crucial in a P&C transaction. Our review and the review of outside consulting actuaries has provided us with a comfort level regarding Eastern's reserves. Historically, they have generated favorable loss reserve development. Operationally, Eastern looks quite a bit like ProAssurance. They maintain seven offices to deliver services close to their customers. They work through agents, and they have developed a specialized approach to risk selection that allows them to outperform the industry with combined ratios consistently below 100. Approximately 20% of their premium comes from healthcare-related risks, where, as Stan mentioned, workers' comp is one of the largest expenditures for large healthcare organizations. We believe there is real opportunity there for us. Frank? Thanks, Howard. Stan, final thoughts from you before we take questions? I'd like to emphasize the commonalities we've found as we've worked with the Eastern management and board to craft this transaction. Eastern is, like ProAssurance, a company formed to address specialty markets and customer needs. We know they are dedicated to delivering innovation and expertise to their insureds while building financial stability to serve their policyholders. And they have created meaningful value for shareholders. Eastern's management has grown their business in a disciplined manner and they have not taken any shortcuts as they have created a company that will be a vital part of ProAssurance in the future. Frank, let's take questions. All right, Stan, Jennifer, we'll open the lines up and take questions, please. Okay, sir. If you would like to ask a question, please press star one on your touchtone telephone at this time. Again, that is star one if you would like to ask a question. If you are using a speakerphone, please be sure your mute function is turned off to allow your signal to reach our equipment. And our first question will come from Amit Kumar with Macquarie Capital. Oh, thanks, uh, and good morning. Um, I, I guess uh, two quick questions. Uh, first of all, uh, going back to Howard's comment uh, on the reserves, can you expand a bit on um, you know what you felt when you were looking at their um, uh, entire reserves, and and do you foresee the need for um, any adjustment uh, before the deal close on the reserves? Howard. Yes, uh, Amit. Um, we uh, we we did a full review of the reserves. Uh, we we did that analysis um, both in-house and and with the help of uh, outside consulting actuaries. And we were very comfortable with where uh, the company is is booked in terms of uh, its current reserves. We don't expect to have to make any adjustment to those reserves uh, upon becoming part of ProAssurance. And, and, and sort of did you come up with, and again, you know, I'm not asking for a specific number, but directionally you felt they were modestly redundant 
uh, or, or, or adequate? Uh, I think I think I'll just leave it as you know we, we feel that the company is, is booked in the in the right place at this point in time. I think the other thing to recognize is that we're talking about a, a reserve base that's considerably smaller than proassurance uh, yep. in the mid seventy million dollar range. So you know they certainly the, the any range around reserves would be in dollar terms a good bit smaller than than anything that we would traditionally look at on the MPL side. That makes sense. So just one other question, and I will re -cue. Uh you, you, Ned mentioned that uh, this takes out $65 million out of the excess capital. Does this deal alter your capital management plans in any way going forward? Hey, Ned, it's Ned. Um, hey. It, it certainly um, impacts liquidity management. And, um, and to the extent that liquidity management can impact capital management, it, it, it may. Um, we think it's a good use of, of capital, um, but we will continue to um, evaluate other uses of capital as well. It certainly doesn't take options off the table for us. Got it. Thanks, uh, thanks for all the answers. Okay, and next we'll hear from Sakin Shah with Albert Freed. Um, hi, good morning. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, so just, uh, just to recap, I think you may have mentioned some of this. So HSR on the regulatory side uh, is required regulatory approval. Uh, Pennsylvania uh, Department of Insurance, was there any others? Yeah, the Cayman Islands. Okay, so uh, Cayman Islands, uh, Pennsylvania, HSR. Um, any a others? Of the, a vote of Eastern shareholders. Okay, fair enough. Now, um, now, in, in regards to kind of the background, can you maybe just talk about how this deal came about? Was it negotiated or, um, you know, an auction process? Mike, do you want to talk about the process you ran? Uh, sure. Uh, happy to. Um, from the standpoint of we, we've had discussions with ProAssurance for about a year, starting in July of 2012, as Howard as Howard mentioned, and uh, through that process, uh, we, we just saw some really attractive strategic fits, and we've had several meetings over the past year. Uh, in the con context of that, um, as we uh, as, as, as as we went to a letter of intent, uh, we certainly wanted to make sure that that we did a fiduciary market check. So. Uh, KBD, KBW conducted a, a, a robust market check uh, in kind of late late July, early August, and uh, uh, the pro, pro assurance bid was was uh, the offer that that our board approved. Uh, you know, both on the financial side, and we believe is the best and ideal strategic fit long term. Okay, perfect. Thank you, guys. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. And now we'll hear from Paul Newsom with Sandler O'Neill. Good uh, morning, Paul. Good morning. Uh, what is, I, I want to make sure I heard you, 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 uh, you say that it was modestly accretive to book value and earnings in the follow in next year. Is that what you said? That's our expectation. Okay. And, and how does the math on that work? Are, are you uh, – it's obviously – dilutive to book value per share initially because you're buying it above book value. Uh, 
um, walk me through how that works, the math works in the book value perspective. All right, so it's, it's, the, the transaction is, is dilutive to book value, tangible book value per share, because we are acquiring it for, for over book value. Um, so we're using that as the starting point. So post-transaction, post we expect um, it to be accretive to our earnings. So we expect to earn more on the $205 million that we're investing in Eastern than we would, in, would earn if it were sitting in um, you know, in our portfolio, earning our portfolio rate. Um, and as it's accretive to earnings, it will also be uh, accretive to book value. But those are both looking at it from a, you know, post-close perspective. So you, is that saying that you think that the earnings will be enough in the next year to overcome the, the initial dilution on the sale? No. That's not, not what we said. Sorry, Paul. No. I mean, the, the dilution on the sale is $65 million to tangible book. Right. It, it'll, it'll take a number of years to, to, to recoup that. We're looking at kind of on a, on a go-forward basis. Oh, okay. That's it. Um, and then uh, uh, you mentioned um, a different topic. You mentioned uh, what it sounds like cross-selling efforts uh, or opportunities. Uh, could you talk a little bit more about them? I... I, I um, uh, I'm curious as to how, uh, what the opportunity is there to sell, I guess, MedMal to, to the Eastern customer base and, and vice versa. Is that cool? Yeah, it is. <clears throat> the notion here is based on the premise, which we all understand is a given, and that is that health care is going to change enormously uh, in this country over the coming years. Uh, while the individual physician and the small group physician will always be an important part of what we do at ProAssurance. And while we will never diminish our commitment to protect those physicians, we also recognize that the independent physician, small group physician, uh, that the number of those is going to be significantly less going forward. Uh, and many, many physicians uh, will be incorporated into various size groups, healthcare entities, hospitals, and much bigger organizations who have the need for an insurance platform uh, that is not limited to MPL. Uh, for most, their largest expense is workers' comp. And the notion that we can build out in the future an insurance platform that has uh, the unique attributes uh, needed by health care providers and these bigger health care facilities uh, will provide us with much greater opportunities to take advantage of the changes that are coming in health care. Uh, I'm not sure that we expect to see a lot of uh, one- and two-man physician groups buying their workers' comp as a result of what we're doing, but I do think we expect to see over the years a much greater uptake in the platform we offer, and it's important that workers' comp be part of that platform. It's a means of it's a means of diversification of our product, so that we're not regarded as, as simply a uh, one piece of the insurance puzzle that healthcare providers will need. Is it, is it the case that the distribution's the same, or is this something you think will change over time? Well, they, Eastern has a, a very robust distribution system. We have a robust distribution system. There is a bit of commonality. Uh, we expect that commonality will increase 
as time goes forward, and we think it'll give this distribution system a product that nobody else can offer them. Terrific. Thank you. And we'll hear from Ryan Behrens with Janney Capital. Hi, good morning, everybody. Hi, guys. Um, so just quickly going to, um, to Eastern's, I guess, current uh, expertise in healthcare. I think you guys had mentioned that about 20% of, of, of its revenues uh, were currently in the healthcare field. Um, I guess, is that in the, in, in the similar space as you got? I mean, a similar, you know, medical, uh, you're just trying to figure out where those healthcare um, premiums are coming from. Just want to see what the overlap is there. Stan, if it's okay, I'll take that question. Um, just from the from the from the perspective of um, Eastern's healthcare book, uh, you know, one, it, it is 20% of our premium on the premium side. Uh, from an exposure or payroll basis, uh, four four class codes that we write are um, are, are in our top ten uh, in the company. So there's a there's a high penetration there, and we have a we have a broad uh, underwriting appetite within the healthcare segment. We 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 insure smaller hospital systems. We have long-term care facilities. We have a lot of physicians and dentists and other health healthcare providers, home healthcare. So I would I would describe our appetite for that business as being very broad. And I think the other thing uh, to add to Stan's uh, points from from earlier is Eastern has a very broad product spectrum in the healthcare segment. Uh, we're able to offer policyholder dividend, large deductible, retro, and importantly, um, uh, alternative market capabilities with respect to uh, our captive business in Cayman, which we, uh, Cayman is the largest healthcare domicile in the world, the second largest captive domicile. So there, there is some, uh, I think some, very nice synergies to to try to overlay a MedMal uh, product over the top of a workers' comp cell or vice versa. Okay. You know, the, the, and then another, it, thing, okay. another thing I would add to that uh, is to step back and look at the larger picture of what we've tried to accomplish over the last years. But because these changes in healthcare that are, that are going to be so fundamental to the system. Uh, have been upon us now for some time, we undertook, starting a number of years ago, uh, to provide MPL products across the entire provider line. Uh, that's what, what formed the basis for our transaction with PICA, to add the podiatrist to the line. That's what formed the basis for our transaction with Midcontinent, on, to add the home health care uh, workers to our line. That's what formed the basis for Medmark to be able to ensure the genetic therapeutics and clinical trials. So we have to cover the entire provider spectrum, uh, and this transaction is a further effort to cover the product spectrum. And since workers' comp is, is the largest uh, expense most health care providers uh, experience, it's very important for us as we think about our health care platform to be able to meet that need. Okay. And then what will happen to, uh, I guess, the non-healthcare business at, EIA, at, at, at Eastern, and then how to think about that going forward? I guess, obviously, 80% of, of that book is, is non-healthcare related. Will, will, will the combined entity continue to write um, workers' comp outside of uh, the healthcare market? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, again, it's, that will... Eastern will continue to be a diversified 
organization in terms of to whom it offers its products, and ProAssurance will be diversified as well. Nothing will be excluded here, but, but it's part of an opportunity to diversify ProAssurance while at the same time strengthening our health care line. Okay. And then my, my last question is just on, on the geographic um, uh, differences. Obviously, uh, Eastern's more kind of northeast focused, and I think of ProAssurance is traditionally uh, southeast Texas uh, focused. Is, is, um, will there be any changes there, or, or I guess how will how will the book be? I guess underwritten. Will uh, let's say it's an Alabama, you know, uh, hospital chain. Will that be underwritten in two separate offices by by the different underwriters? Let me let Mike respond to how Eastern handles that now because. They're in the southeast today. Yeah, and just from a, a geographic footprint and regional office perspective, you know, over since 2008, we really um, diversified geographically. We now have seven, seven offices. Uh, we have regional offices in, in Madison, Mississippi. Uh, we have a reg larger regional offices in Indianapolis as well as Charlotte. And then we have satellites in Richmond, Virginia, uh, Nashville, Tennessee, and uh, Wexford, Pennsylvania. So um, we, we are covering some similar territory. Uh, specific to your question with respect to Alabama, our regional office in Madison, Mississippi, would underwrite that workers' comp uh, hospital opportunities, and I'm and uh, and ProAssurance's underwriter would 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 handle that as well out of the regional office. I mean, I think Howard made a great point. Uh, earlier in the call with respect to, you know, we believe both MedMal and, and Workers' Comp are local businesses, and we're set up to really handle that business on a local basis. So, uh, yeah, there, there will be some opportunities. And I think uh, one, of the, one of the other things we've kind of agreed to is, uh, you know, our senior market executives will, will kind of cross-refer uh, agents that, you know, a, med, uh, a pro assurance agent that may be interested in an Eastern contract, contract or a Eastern contra, uh, agent that's, in, uh, that's interested in a pro assurance contract so that we can try to uh, gain some synergies at the agency level as well. And, and the only thing I would add to that is that, uh, you know, pro assurance is certainly not centered in, in, in the southeast. We're the largest writer in Delaware. We have substantial business in Virginia. We're the largest writer in the District of Columbia. We even write some business in Pennsylvania. So, uh, you know, if you look at all the different products, ProAssurance uh, writes, we're in essentially, essentially in all 50 states. But the other thing I would say is that, that Eastern will maintain its core insurance operations in Lancaster under the direction of its current senior management, and as geographical expansion opportunities present themselves, they'll be evaluated from what's best for that business because, as was just said, this is a local business. If you're in 10 states, you're in 10 different businesses, and that's true in the workers' comp field. It's true in the MPL field. Okay, great. Thanks, Andrew, guys. Okay, and now we'll hear from Daniel McCutcheon with Weiderman and Company. Thank you very much. I believe much of what I've asked has been answered uh, already. Uh, I'm curious if you could expand on the issue of uh, cross-selling uh, through the existing uh, Eastern uh, Alliance distribution system. 
specifically what plans are in place, if any, to uh, offer pro-assurance products through that network. Thank you. Yeah, the, 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 the cross-selling opportunities we think will be significant. Uh, if you stop and think for a moment with respect to the business, Eastern Rights in the healthcare sector, uh, that means they have relationships with healthcare entities, physicians, and others who today buy the Eastern product. And so that will give the opportunity to offer the medical professional liability products to those existing customers. And the same thing is true on the other side of the fence. Uh, you know, when, when you're providing the, the MPL product or the workers' comp product through your distribution channel, the one thing that you must establish is trust. And once you've established that trust with a customer, be it a workers' comp customer or an MPL customer, are there plenty of opportunities to expand uh, based upon that trust? So we think that's where the real, real opportunities are. And it will give our distribution system a combination of products that are really quite unique if you stop and think about it uh, because the MPL space is a very highly specialized space in terms of the market targets that we have and the workers comp space is equally specialized and to give the distribution system both of those products we think creates real opportunities. Thank you. And now we have a follow-up from Amit Kumar with Macquarie Capital. Uh, thanks. Uh, m most of these are sort of clean-up questions. Uh, uh, just going back to the discussion on premiums, excluding the cross-selling and just looking at uh, Eastern's core book, let's say the net premiums are sort of $200 million. Um, it, it, is, that, is it fair to say that that number remains the same sort of going forward, or uh, could that change uh, in either direction? Uh, excluding the cross-selling opportunities. There is nothing about the transaction that will change that number. I mean, Eastern will continue to do what Eastern does. Uh, and there's nothing about this transaction that will diminish that. The opportunities will increase, but we certainly don't see them decreasing. Mike, do you want to add to that? Yeah, I would just uh, add the, you know, the following comments. You know, one, you know, we, we continue to be an individual account underwriter in, you know, 16 core states. We uh, are only mature from a market uh, market per share perspective in Pennsylvania. We're, we're about 4.5% of the market. The other 15 core states that we've identified as targeted growth states were relatively new in those states from a market share perspective. So, you know, we, we do believe there's a runway there to continue with our core model. And then, again, uh, back to Stan's point, really provide something unique in the healthcare sector. Uh, you know, it's important to note that, you know, MedMal and, and, and workers' comp are, are difficult placements. So you're really solving some, uh, over time, you're solving some really, really uh, important problems for your customer base. Got it. Uh, the, the, the other question I had is uh, you mentioned that uh, the management will stay on. Uh, did, can, can you remind us uh, or can you tell us uh, um, how long those, uh, I guess, employment contracts are? The, uh, 
the agreements that have been executed between ProAssurance and the senior management, we don't call them employment contracts, they're called retention agreements, and mm -hmm. they uh, run from closing for a period of three years. Three years. Got it. Yeah. And it I'm sorry, go ahead. Incentives for additional two years. And the incentives for additional two years. Two years. That's helpful. And it's, uh, the it's no, and, and admit, but let me quickly say, Amit, yeah. that, 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 yeah. that three years is just to, to give us a chance uh, to get to know each other. Our, our expectations are that Mike will be running Eastern long after y'all have buried me. <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. Uh, the, fi the, the, the final question I have. <laughs> Yeah. The the final question I have is, um, and, and again, you know, I'm, I'm still reading and sort of trying to catch up. Is there a breakup fee associated if if some other competing buyer shows up? Um, or I'm yeah, just trying to figure that up, piece out. The breakup fee is four percent of the merger consideration, which is approximately eight point two million dollars plus out of pocket costs not exceeding one million dollars. If the board of directors of Eastern in the exercise of its fiduciary duty, elects to terminate the agreement in order to pursue a competitive offer, or if Eastern fails to hold its shareholders meeting as required in the agreement. Got it. Um, that's uh, that's all I have. Thanks. Uh, thanks for all the answers. Appreciate it. Thank, thanks. Thank you. Amit. And we have another follow-up from Sakin Shah with Albert Freed. Hi. Uh, Thanks again. Um, so I was just kind of looking at the American uh, Physicians deal about two years ago. That took about like 90, 91 days. Uh, I, know I, I know in your release you said you're expecting the deal to close by January 1st, 2014. Is, is that kind of a, a rough estimate, 90, 91 days for, for this transaction? Well, our expectation is that we'll close by January 1st, 2014. Okay. All right. Fair no, enough. It's, it's Thank not, you. It's a lot of things that, you know, as good as Mike is, he doesn't run the Pennsylvania Department of Insurance. It depends upon them. Uh, as good as Mike is, he's not the governor of the Cayman Islands. It depends on them. And it depends on a favorable shareholder vote. But our expectation is that it will close by January 1, 2014. Okay. I, I was just looking at the, the free merge agreement. It said something about Pennsylvania uh, State Department. Um, so is that different? Uh, is that approval needed? And is that different than the Department of Insurance? Or is it affiliated? That's it's the same. Okay. It's the Department of Insurance of the state of Pennsylvania. Okay, fair enough. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Once again, if you'd like to ask a question, please press star 1. We'll now hear from Mark Hughes with SunTrust. Morning, Thank Mark. you very much. Good morning. Good morning. Um, should we expect uh, further uh, uh, efforts at diversification? Are there other product lines that... Uh, that you're considering uh, that uh, we might see announcements uh, at some point? You know, we consider lots of different opportunities that come along. As you know, Mark, we uh, find most of them to be unactionable. Uh, I do have a deep belief that in order to protect a larger and larger group of physicians and healthcare providers, uh, we're going to have to change with the system. And just as you saw by Medmark a year ago and now Eastern, I think as opportunities come along, which will make ProAssurance a stronger organization 
and particularly which make ProAssurance a stronger organization in the healthcare field, we will take advantage of those opportunities. Uh, in terms of a, of a vision for the organization, I think we will do in a way that's prudent and smart whatever is necessary uh, to make ProAssurance the preeminent provider of insurance to the healthcare world. And I'll ask uh, one more question since uh, we've got the, the, the Eastern management team here. What, what's uh, the trend been lately on the workers' comp pricing? How do you, how do you see it here lately? It's, it's been uh, attractive in 2013. Uh, th through June 30th, uh, we've had about six points of rate. Uh, that's continued through 831. Uh, another way to look at that is basically on relatively flat exposure, maybe exposure up around 1%. We've added about $6.5 million of additional premium to our, to our product uh, based on rate alone. So it's, uh, it's, it's, been a, it's been a good pricing environment for us. Thank you. You're welcome. Once again, star one to ask a question. And, sir, we have no further questions at this time. Thank you, Jennifer, and thanks, everyone. We look forward to speaking with you in November when we uh, discuss our third quarter results. Thank you, sir. That does conclude our conference call for today. We do thank you all for your participation. <laughs>